Hi, you've called Age. And Mitch. And this is Message on the Machine. Gritty conversations by smooth operators. You know what to do. Good morrow, young sir. It's a fine morning. Tis indeed. (laughs) Scene. (laughs) Great, we really nailed that. Yeah. Um, Welcome back. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Message on the Machine. My name is Age. And I'm Mitch. And can I just say, before we get into it, start with the festivities. Yes. Happy 40th. It is our 40th. I know. Our 40th, not mine, although some of listeners may have just gotten a bit confused. I was going to say, you don't look a day over 39. It's funny now that the podcast is officially older than me. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. It is nice. No, it's a bit of a milestone here. We're having a breakfast mimosa. That's it. To celebrate. Like the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> we thought, bust her out. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> really happy with the 40th milestone. I feel like we've... You know, come a long way. Well, it's not 50, but we're inching to it. But 40 is like kind of the new 30, you know? I suppose. Because 30 is the new 20. Yeah. And they say your 30s are the best. So Do they say that? Is that what what you're saying? (laughs) The next 10 eps between 40 and 50, strap in. Yeah, Yeah. exactly right. (laughs) Anyway, how's your week been? Uh, Yeah, my week's actually been good. I mean, obviously, as we know, if you're living in Melbourne at the moment, lockdown is upon us and it's still trudging through. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, Don't need to go into the ins and outs of it because I'm sure you'll get it by now. But um, no, I'm all right. I'm good. I'm still working away, as we know, juggling all my balls. Stop talking about your balls. Oh, why? <laughs> no, actually, speaking of balls, yeah, you sent me a quite a cryptic text the other day that I just <laughs> wanted to bring up on air. Um, yeah. For those who follow us on Instagram, there was a story that went up of you basically saying, what did you send to me exactly? I put a screenshot on the story of a message I sent to you saying that I had just had sex with a carny. <laughs> to which I responded, what, like from the circus? <laughs> <laughs> and I just wrote... Yes. And then I said, please don't tell me anymore because I want everyone to hear it in real time as I do. Yeah, which is just like a great example of how we live our life now. That basically I see you and speak to you a lot, but only for about a good hour once a week on air. Yeah, and everything we do is in service of the listeners. Absolutely. So lucky you guys. So come on, Dish. Yeah. How was he? He was on the fucking three tits or rode his kamikaze all the way home. <laughs> Um, no, it was good. It was, yeah, we, I, look, I shouldn't say he's not actually a carny. (laughs) (laughs) Disclaimer is he's not actually a carny. He works for a business that is, um, involved in like the rides that go to show all the shows like Melbourne show and like Royal Sydney show and blah, blah, blah. So he's circus trade affiliated. Yeah. So I'm in, I'm dating a circus ringleader. I was picturing like two heads going down (laughs) on you at once from the same body. I love that I've just said, I'm dating. I've had sex with this person <laughs> once. <laughs> um, yeah, so that happened. And, you know, look, girl's got to eat. That's it. You know? And if she wants to win that big stuffed teddy bear down from yeah. the shoot the duck game, she will. Yeah, root under the big top. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that did happen to me. <laughs> um, oh, I'm happy for you. Which is great. Whatever, you know. Notch on the belt. Yeah. <laughs> Tick it off. <laughs> um, how's your week been? My week's been pretty slow. Um, mm. You know, Saturday nights now spent indoors alone. 
Um, <laughs> I did though watch last Saturday. Um, have you heard much about this new Disney movie, Luca? Yes, and it's on my list to watch it. Like it's literally uh, pressing. Yeah, I really yeah. wanted to get it done. So I've watched it. Yeah, thoughts um, on Disney Plus. You know, all of that sort of stuff. Yep. Obviously, I watched it because everyone keeps saying it's a gay movie. Yep. Um, and watching it, I was like really excited for like a beautiful gay movie. <laughs> Call me by your name, but well, it's by the same guy. Exactly. So I was like, oh my God, someone's, one of these cartoon children's going to be having sex with a peach. Yeah. <laughs> and can I say, I, I understand how it could be viewed through a queer lens. Yeah. I just feel like they kind of bitched it a bit. The creators or... Well, who else would I be talking about? Well, I don't know. Like, go, can you elaborate up for me? I feel like it was very potentially queer coded, mm. but it could also be just people desperately looking for queer meaning in it a film that isn't about that okay well i'm super curious now because i really want to watch it because mm. yeah i because it synopsis is from what i know two boys are actually mermen they're sea monsters sea monsters yeah little, but they turn into little sea monsters pause up kind of vibes <laughs> or like exactly right <laughs> house of monster yeah so they're sea monsters and when they t- come up onto the land they basically turn into people looking Mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. um and the two boys have a very very close friendship mm-hmm. but i kind of feel like all of the subtext around you know not being accepted for who you are and coming from a different place could just as easily sort of be like a story about immigrants or <laughs> really anything like okay this is an unpopular opinion i think i'm probably going to get roasted but yeah. i feel like it could have been much gayer okay yeah where is the peach? Do you think that Disney wanted to like, yeah, we're going to like try and tick all the boxes. So like, we're not going to piss off column A and we're also not going to try to piss off column B. We're just going to be ambiguous to both. Potentially. Yeah. I also feel like the rest of the story, there's not a lot really to it. Mm-hmm. Like it's without spoiling anything. The whole premise of the movie is basically about a triathlon. Oh, like, there's no big, like, you know, Pixar-esque kind of... There's no parades with Life floats. and death sort of things. There's no jock straps. <laughs> no, nothing of the sort. So when they're monsters, they're not wearing, like, leather or no. anything? Okay. I mean, there's a little bit of bondage, but, you know, so every good Pixar movie needs a bit of that. <laughs> I think it's just, like, it's great that there's potential, like, hints of representation, we'll say. Yeah. But I just think also the, the audience that's watching this... Uh, like the characters, I should say, if they're children mm. and they're supposed to be like gay in inverted commas, yeah, they don't know they're gay when they're that age. So yeah. they're just probably two friends. So realistically, like, could it have been maybe more about like two teenagers? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say because just... by that point, maybe as teenagers, they're a little bit more in touch with their sexuality. Yeah, I think it was a potentially gay movie that was created to be palatable for a straight audience. Okay. Yeah, one of those. Yep. Anyway. All right. That's my review for the week. Perfect. What was your Google this week? So my Google this week um, is how to clean upholstery. Right. Bit of a lockdown hobby. (laughs) Well, I was in the car the other day driving past this huge mountain of hard rubbish. And as you know, a newly moved out person with not that many dollars to rub together. It's an exciting prospect for me. It's like an op shop, but free. Yeah. (laughs) 
So I stopped and found this gorgeous, like, white wing-backed chair, yes. if you can picture it. I have. You sent me the photo of it. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I was like, oh, it's a bit dirty, you know, whatever, but yep. that's fine. Give it a bit of a zhuzh. Got it back to my house and it looks much dirtier <laughs> in my bedroom than it did on the side of the road, can I say. So it's a context cheerleader effect on the side of the road. Stunning <laughs> yeah. piece. Surrounded by broken TVs yeah. and like milk crates. Yeah. Um, and I feel like someone may have died on it. Okay. So yeah. I'm going to have to really swiffer it and then maybe sage it. And then <laughs> yep. we can... Sage is important. And then we can enjoy it. Maybe we could like strip it and reupholster it. Oh my god! <laughs> what with like a nail gun and Probably some needle and thread? Cost you more than <laughs> buying yeah, a brand no. new chair. <laughs> I got a free chair and I spent eight hundred dollars <laughs> reupholstering it. Fun though. <laughs> yeah, great activity. Anyway, um, so what was your Google? Uh, my Google this week is pretty bland, but it. It's the last thing there. It's actually my address. Um, you Googled your own address. Correct. Because <laughs> for anyone who's playing catch up, I'm currently looking for some tenants for my place. And right. it's currently listed on realestate.com. Don't use Go our podcast <laughs> to plug your empty house. If anyone is looking for a room, <laughs> gorgeous two bedroom apartment in Brunswick. Fully renovated. Yeah. Hit me up. Lots of gloss and matte finishes. Yeah. And soft furnishings. She's still available. It's a tough market at the moment. <laughs> Lockdown and whatnot. Yeah. Final, uh, final closing down sale. That's right. So I did just Google it to just check out the, how the listing looked. Maybe if there was any tweaks I wanted oh, to make. Okay. Um, you didn't just get lost. <laughs> no. You know, not lost. Just, just about to lose a lot of money. Just... Desperate would be the right word, I think. Yeah. So again, it's two bedrooms in Brunswick. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> so the title of this episode really could be the title of the podcast at this point. Our lives. <laughs> Something very close to our heart. Not our sad, dried up, lonely <laughs> heart. Um, do you want to tell everyone what we're talking about today? Absolutely. So we are here to discuss today the ins and outs, goods and bads, do's and don'ts of how to be single. Yeah. An unabridged how-to guide. Absolutely. From two experts. I think finally, for the first time, only took 40 episodes. We're actually experts in this topic. (laughs) We've found our wheelhouse. (laughs) We've seemed to have found ourselves talking about topics we know nothing about every week, but this week, strap in. Yeah. Professors are in the house. So, obviously, you and I have a bit of clout yep. in the single game. Yeah. My stripes, got my badges. <laughs> Every single one. Um, but I think we've noticed a trend in our listener audience that all of the advice that comes in and a lot of the questions mm. and blah, 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 blah is about being single or trying not to be. Exactly. Or kind of like navigating that period of time, maybe post breakup where you're like, what do I do? Who am I? Where do I want to go? What do I, do I need another relationship? Mm. Or a first relationship. (laughs) Exactly. Whatever it might be. So we thought, you know, people care about it. We know a lot about it. It's time to jump in. So if I said to you, Mitch, Mm. you're a single Pringle. Yeah. How does that sit with you at the moment? Because your situation, I guess, our, both of ours are very different. Yeah. 
being single is not a role that I'm that accustomed to, but, um, you know, as an experienced actor, I'll try and get into that mindset. Well, I guess that's what I was going to ask. Like for someone like you who hasn't actually been in a fully committed relationship where you've gone in and out, mm. do you still feel and label yourself as single? What What's the alternative exactly? Well, I guess, yeah. I mean, obviously, <laughs> Just, obviously you are, but like, yeah. or you're available. A spinster, yeah. maybe at this point. <laughs> yeah. How does that like... What's your sort of stance on it? Does it sit well with you? Do you can you sleep at night? It's probably what yeah, I'm getting at. Sleep like a baby. Okay. Um, look, it's not something that affects me that much, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I have the beauty of not really knowing any different. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just kind of live my life on my own terms. Mm. An independent woman in the city. Mm. Um, Sounds heaven. <laughs> right? make a show about it called sex in the city (laughs) um so yeah i obviously you know never say never because that would be you know a bit sad but um Mm. (laughs) a little bit (laughs) yeah but no i'm pretty happy with myself how do you feel about being single yeah like i've definitely gone through the motions but i guess now i am fine with it like i if anything too fine with it to the point where it kind of like the idea of really getting back in a serious relationship again, it's a little bit daunting. If it's I'm a time-consuming endeavour, isn't it? And we are very time poor. Well, that's it. And I think, like, as you said, it's time-consuming because of the mental capacity that it kind of takes for you to get to that place where you're, like, open and, you're, like, willing to do that again, especially for me coming out of, like, a long-term serious relationship. The journey that you kind of go through post that is, you know... Is one that comes in ebbs and flows, I guess. Sure. Is the way I'll word it. So <laughs> very poetic. Yeah. But no, I'm definitely at a point now, yeah, as I said, that I'm I'm comfortable and I'm happy, but it kind of gets now to that moment where I'm like, at what stage do I need to call yourself a spinster? Will change my behaviour a little bit to maybe potentially like welcome in something new it mm. kind of i feel like i'm maybe at, potentially at that point now where i'm like i'm so comfortable doing me i've worked out who that person is done all this stuff and blah 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 that i'm and i'm so happy that it's like but then that kind of creates this like little zone where you're not necessarily open to meeting people or like looking for it i guess yeah so first tip of how to be single is don't be <laughs> straight yeah. from your mouth <laughs> work it out and then break all that down and then don't work it out yeah, basically yeah, yeah. Um, so question for you, why do you think that you're single right now? Mm. Spotlight on ya. I think honestly, it just comes down to sort of a little bit of what I just touched on. So like when I came out of my previous relationship, Mm. a breakups are really hard and like, you know, you kind of are left being like, well, now what is a little bit how you feel? Cause you're like, you've pre that your whole life is based around building a life with this other person. Like we had um, goals to buy houses together and things like that. We were living together. Like everything about your life was based around one a routine, I mm-hmm. guess, that you've built with this person. So when that's taken away, you're literally in a reset. So you're just kind of like, what the fuck? Like, where do I put my time? Where do I put my energy? Where should I go? So once you work all that out, I guess kind of leads you to that point now like I said where I'm like I've done all that work now so it's like kind of like now what Mm. I'm just trudging along now in this great sort of new headspace and new life that you sort of build for yourself as an individual so I guess I'm kind of single because I put so much effort into getting yourself yeah getting to that place (laughs) you selfish prick (laughs) but now that I'm here it's kind of like 
okay, ready. <laughs> Back around. Yeah, got the green light on now, like ready to meet someone, but like how or yeah. when or, you know, like do I... Yeah, it's yeah. a bit... It's. I think that's kind of why I'm just... I've valued and put more effort into myself than finding a new relationship. Sure. Mm. Now suddenly it's quiet on set, bring in the talent in the role of boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Applying, looking for tenants and boyfriends. <laughs> You've really, really got a lot of plugs to I'm squeeze my, in this app. Marketing my life on this app. Mm. Why do you think you're single? Um, I think that if I'm really microscoping myself, I'm a very picky person. Mm. As has kind of been discussed through multiple episodes um, prior, I've been close a few times and it always falls through. Sometimes I'm the one standing there with egg on my face and often I'm the one who's thrown the egg. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. What does an ideal partner for you look like then? I don't know. Okay. I wish <laughs> I wish I knew that. Yeah. It's um, a hard question to answer. And I wouldn't want to narrow it down. Like we've got a lot of listeners. I don't want to, you know, Box someone in. <laughs> I don't want to reduce my chances. Yeah. Okay. Prematurely. Yeah. I guess it is like I feel the exact same way. Like I would say that I'm picky, mm. so I can totally get that. But I think it's not a bad thing to be picky. I feel like it's you know it kind of says you know what you want, right? I mean, there's picky, and then there's <laughs> one time when you said to me, "I couldn't date that boy because he wears ankle socks that aren't covered by his shoes." <laughs> I actually did say that. Yeah. And that is actually a truth that I've still... That's hold, your deal breaker. I still hold that to be very passionate about that point. <laughs> it's just wrong. Like, I don't want to... Oh, it needs to, to be a no-show <laughs> anyway. Um, no, but I think as well, I am like fiercely independent and I like to put my time in boxes that work for me. Mm. Um, so having to split that time with someone else something that would take a bit of learning. Yeah. A bit of oh, work. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, that was a, I, on the flip to that, like getting in a relationship, I remember going from single to relationship. I remember feeling like, oh wow, I'm really losing like touch with me and like what I used to do. And blah, 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 cause all of a sudden you know, I'm splitting my time with someone else. Mm. And that's another dangerous thing that happens when people do get into relationships. Like they go from, you know, a version of themselves that they are comfortable with and know. And then all of a sudden they're now dating someone who potentially like, depending on the person can have a real influence on them and their life and how they live their life. And then all of a sudden people get down these rabbit holes where they're just totally lost themselves. Could be a great thing though. Imagine if I started dating a PT. Well, that's right. I'd be unstoppable. Well, that's kind of like, I mean, we could do a whole app on like, you know, the perfect relationship, I guess, but you know, if you think about the perfect relationship, it's about being with someone who's there to sort of support you and make you a better version of you rather than like the opposite of that mm. and devalue your life. So I guess there's kind of some red flags for anyone listening if you're feeling like <laughs> <laughs> um, You know, yeah. We sound just like quite bitter. <laughs> so well, I speak from experience. Like, I mean, not that to say that my past relationship was devaluing my life, but we they're definitely you know, you break up for a reason, right? Like we got to a place where we were like, we are no longer providing each other with any value. Mm. We can be in love, but that love's not really enough to sort of do anything with if we're not progressing forward as a couple and in a, in a relationship. So you just, you know, you end up breaking up. Yeah, that's mm. that. That's all she wrote. But I think the beauty of the breakup for me anyway, personally, was 
the self-discovery kind of journey that you go on and like it's so cliche and it's so you know obviously coming from me anyone who listens to this show knows that I'm all about this personal development life painfully so, so but I think that my breakup was a huge push in that direction like because I was so broken that mm. you kind of have to learn how to pick up the pieces so you know like I did things like I remember once I because I had to move back in with my mum when I went through this breakup mm. and I was like had moved into the spare room which is like the size of harry potter's little cupboard my brother had moved into my old room like i had nothing i did my all my clothes didn't even fit in this wardrobe like just like I was. oh my god you poor thing yeah like i was living out but i didn't care because i was just so like i was depressed really and anyway i remember like a few weeks in i was like no like i want to do something to like feel better and i actually made like a vision board of course you did. <laughs> and I was like, no, nah, I'm going to make a vision board. And I sat down and I had a big think about like what I wanted and, you know, what I could start to invest in my yeah, time. So tell into. me, tell the people, what did you put on the board? Just um, shirtless men, Ferraris, <laughs> Coronas. Big bowl of pasta. <laughs> no, I, I put my apartment on there. Yeah. That I wanted to buy a place, which I ended up doing. So like... That was great. Um, I put a new car on there, which I still haven't got. <laughs> That's fine. Um, I wasn't necessarily like physical, a lot of physical items. It was just like things that I wanted for myself. So like, you know, like I didn't really at that point, like I was pretty low and I didn't really like, I wouldn't say I really loved myself mm. at that point. Like, and actually it's so lame, but um, cards on the table for this show. I actually like cut out like a quote of RuPaul and it, and it was on the board. And it was what if like, you can't love yourself? Yeah. If you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love anyone else? Because <laughs> I was very like, lame. <laughs> it's so lame. But like every day, every morning I would wake up and I would look at it and I'd be like, it would just give me that little pep in my step to be like, no, that's true. And I just feel like those, that little, those little things that you do when you're single, like to help, like I remember reading like Zoe Foster Blake's like book called Love. Cause I was like, you know, and just started listening to more podcasts on breakups and things. And like, you just start doing stuff that is good for you and good for your development i guess and that's kind of how you learn how to be single how i learned how to be single great Mm. thanks for the lecture (laughs) i guess a question i have for you sure do you ever feel lonely being um not being in a relationship or do you look at people in relationships and wish like i wish i had that like do you ever have that feeling i have a very full and strong friendship group. Mm. Um, I think probably at the moment because of the rules surrounding, you know, intimate partners and yep. all that kind of stuff, it's all very much magnified during lockdown. Yeah, absolutely. Luckily I have you to hold me at night. What would we do without this little single bubble rule? Yeah. We would be fucked. Yeah, completely. But you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, but generally, no, like, I feel like my time is full enough that mm-hmm. I'm not like, besides maybe occasionally on a Sunday morning when you're feeling a bit sorry for yourself, you just yeah. need someone to tell you it's going to be okay and kiss oh. your head. Go um, and make 600 vision boards and I still feel like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> um, Usually I'm pretty good. Yeah. Do you feel lonely? No, I don't. And I get asked that a lot because I live alone. Mm. And especially during lockdown, I've had so many people, as soon as I meet someone and they find out I live by myself, they're like, oh, how is that? Are you like, how has that been like in lockdown and stuff? I'm like, honestly, I don't have two minutes to scratch my ass. So it's perfect. (laughs) I think we're both also pretty good with our own time. Absolutely. And I'm okay. Like I love coming home and it's my place and there's like, you know, no one around to bug me or annoy me. And if I want to make pasta for dinner, then 
I'm making pasta for dinner. That's There's it. no one to question me. And if you want to have a bottle of red for dinner, that's also an option. <laughs> no one, no prying eyes. <laughs> no judgment from your PT boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. God, he's a prick. <laughs> Love him though. Good body. Mm. Mm. So I feel like a bit closer to home for us. A mm. lot of our friends seem to struggle a bit with the idea of being single. Oh, absolutely. That's kind of a half the premise of this episode, I feel. Yeah. Correct. Because I think for us, like we've just gone over, obviously quite comfortable being single. Mm. There's so many people out there that can't fathom it. No. And I think it's interesting because, correct me if I'm wrong, but all of our gay friends are single and all of our straight friends are shucked up. Yeah. Is that pretty much Yeah, it's pretty evident for, for me. Yeah. Like the ratio would be like, you know, 10% in shucked up from the queers and 80% shucked up. From the straights. So yeah. yeah. Quick math. Look at that. Look at you go. I really am an expert today. <laughs> well done. Got my pie charts. And so I feel like a lot of a lot of our girlfriends yeah. are just they just can't even fathom it. No. And I, we've both got friends. Like I've got friends who have been with their partners for since they were fifteen. Yeah, exactly. And still right. together now, on the way, engaged, babies mm. and whatnot. And like power to you, like obviously that's amazing. Yeah. Or break up with someone and eight days later, back with the next man of the the hour. Totally. Yeah. I think that's probably the more like common thing that we see. And you know what? I think maybe a little bit less as we get older, Mm. but I know a lot of people who, yeah, just can't like the moment that they're out of a relationship or something ends with someone, they're just on to the next straight away, which as I just said earlier, just does not open up any space for that whole self-discovery journey, does it? Where's the personal development? Where are the vision boards? Where are the boards? <laughs> What's going on here? I want to see the boards. Take some time for yourself. Yeah, I just it scares me a little bit because I just think like, you know, I've said to a couple of other friends of mine who we've, you know, had got into these DMs over, you know, a few reds mm. here and there. Dinner. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, we've said like our single years, I wouldn't trade them for the world because mm. it's there's so much self-discovery going on in that time. And then I look at, you know, p- people who have never had that or don't see any value in that. And I just think, what what goes on in your brain? Yeah. How are you coping mentally? Because I would be a mess. Yeah, I who think. actually are you? <laughs> what parts of this person I'm looking at is you? Yeah, it's a bit scary, I think. So, I yeah, I would definitely say there's merit in taking that time mm. if you can yeah once again be single is the advice yeah. no well you know like I've got there's I've got friends who are in relationships for like years and then you know with obviously relationships have problems ups and downs and then there's been some moments where I actually think like god it would have been nice if you guys like just took some time apart like mm. you know you've been together for say eight years if you had just like stopped when you were a bit younger and gone and did your own thing, you'd probably be together now and not, but like you've never done that. So yeah. like, do you sit there and think like, wow, I wonder if the grass is greener. Do you think at all? Because as we've said, it seems like generally more of a straight issue. Mm. Do you think it's like, because there's so much more context around the societal pressures of what age you should be doing stuff as a straight person. Yeah. Good point. That it's sort of like, well, I'm, you know, 26, for example, now, I need to be finding this person, dating them for three years, then we'll get married, and then I'm going to be 30 by the time I'm having my first kid. Absolutely. It's like almost like the the staying mm. is almost driven by fear of like, if I don't have this, then my life's not 
right, yeah. I guess, by society's measures. And as we said, 80% of the people that we know who are straight are in relationships. So if you do break up, there's not that many options left. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> Check the stats. Meanwhile, we have no one telling us what we should be doing. Yeah. No one's in a relationship, so it's an endless pool at all times of who you could date. And often... Even if someone is in a relationship, they're happy to add a third to the mix. So it's completely <laughs> different <laughs> rules. They're actually looking for a third scoop. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. And I feel the same way in the sense that I don't really feel that social pressure. And no, that's probably been one of the greatest, like... Um, gifts of being gay. Gifts of being gay that I've kind of come to terms with and love the most. I just don't care about any of that stuff. Like, if I'm going to be 40 and on a plane to Mykonos with my partner... Oh, yeah. ...to go to a festival... Well, Elton John had his twins at like 52. Yeah, then I'm fine with that. I'm only halfway there. Yeah, I'm actually quite young. <laughs> I've got a whole nother life to live. You've just been born. <laughs> <laughs> so on the flip side, after we've just said don't date, yep. basically. Yeah. Um, dating. Yeah, do date. <laughs> <laughs> let's just let's just discuss that. Yeah, sure. What a great broad umbrella. Look, yeah, I'm I just going to throw to you now with no assistance. No, I think it's obviously, you know, Going through that, that self-discovery phase, getting your vision board set up is super important. Mm. But I guess there's no point setting up the vision board if you're not going to kind of enter that new territory of like, I'm now in a super confident, secure, comfortable place where I'm ready to meet someone because I'm a better version of myself. Yeah. Do you think that there's people who just create these huge vision boards of like love and sex and men and then just like sit at home and wait? <laughs> Just pop it up <laughs> and just go back to bed. If you build it, they will come. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that, you know, anyone who follows the show and follows me knows that I'm a coach as well. So like, I guess the follow on point from the vision board is it's great to obviously make it and it's great that it can like spark thoughts, mm. but taking action is the follow on point that it, yeah. The next important step. Correct. And I guess the board, basically the purpose of a board like that is that it, you'd be more likely to take action on those things that are important to you when it's in your face every day. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily, you know, and that's kind of like that whole manifesting thing, right? It's like, you're not just putting it on the board and then just sitting yeah. and waiting. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. So I think dating and putting yourself out there though, and that's the action that you've got to kind of take. It's a hard thing to do. Like, oh, and it's weird because I feel like when you're in the the flow of, Going on dates and doing all of that, it's kind of becomes much easier, like riding a bike or making a vision board, for example. It's, yeah, it's a confidence thing. Yeah. And as soon as you stop doing it, mm. it's like really yeah. back to the sharks. I've been there. Like there's been phases, droughts, huge long droughts. But it's I know. And not even the fact that no one is presenting themselves, but if you're mentally closed off from that prospect, mm. it's like, I want to buy the new hold an Astra and then all of a sudden <laughs> one to pick. Not sure why I've said that car. I know nothing about cars. Clearly. Yeah. Um, you know, now you see the hold an Astra everywhere on the road. It's like, once you're open to it, yeah. you see it, but if you're not, then you're not looking for it. Right. Like mm. you can go to the grocery store and he could be the man of your dreams putting through your eggs and bacon. But oh. if you're not looking at him and not looking for it, you'll never notice it. He might've picked up the unripe avocado that you put back. Your hands touch. Yeah. Eyes meet. Over a mask. Suddenly you're making guac together. Suddenly you're in a Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think taking action is really important and putting yourself out there is hard. Mm. Have you got, had any like great success stories of sort of putting yourself out there and like dating, I guess? Um, 
and it coming to life? Not me putting myself out there particular, but one that comes to mind is when I was overseas, um, I was at like a grocery store, you know, something, reaching for avocado. Oh, yeah. And this guy just came up to me out of nowhere and was like, hi, what's your name? Can I take you out for lunch? Now, pause. How did that make you feel? At first, I was quite taken aback mm. because I was just kind of like, why don't you just find me on Grinder and send me a nude like everyone else does? <laughs> <laughs> I only understand the words you up. Yeah. Top or bottom. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then I was like, this is like a really beautiful, nice thing that's just happened to Absolutely. me. Absolutely. That I would never do. Mm. Um, Confidence is hot. Totally. Mm. And also, why are you assuming I'm gay? <laughs> <laughs> like no <laughs> I'm wearing full beat wig on like <laughs> don't assume sir putting a lippy on yeah <laughs> can I help you in the produce section um so yeah we ended up going out for lunch it was quite nice I was moving around at the time so I never mm. saw him again but um you know <laughs> it probably would have happened anyway well it's I think it's about being it's like having that yes yes man mentality right like mm. go out for dinner with your friends and like you know saying yes to something like could open up so many doors and you know what when you're going through a breakup i guess if you're in that phase saying yes and doing that fucking sucks and you don't really want to do it however mm. all it might take is like go for drinks with like you know a couple of people that you haven't seen in a while you might go to a new place or a new bar you just don't know what can happen you have to be yeah revved up by your friends a lot of the time mm. you've done that for me recently thanks um do something for yourself go see him yeah that's right i did um, do that and Get him, tiger <laughs> Yeah. Getting scrappy. Get a snack on the bum on your way out the door. <laughs> See it. Hopefully one when I arrive as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it is stressful. And I have, I just said, probably something I wouldn't do. Mm. Um, even if I was at a gay bar, I would probably just be like, oh, I'll just wait. Yeah, you're a waiter. Yeah. You're on your perch just waiting for yeah. someone to fly over. In my ivory tower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Waiting to let down my hair for the right man. With <laughs> your lippy. What about you? Um, yeah, look, I go through phases. Like I would say I'm quite confident in soliciting. Righto. Bit men. of a go-getter. Yeah, typical me. But in the next breath, when it's off, it's off. Like when the radar's off, I'm just not interested. Like I just, little old nonna's right up. <laughs> in her Aprons tower. on, she's banging a washing out the window. Absolutely. <laughs> Got the rollers in and I'm <laughs> not, just not into it. Like, yeah. But I think it just, yeah, really just depends on sort of where I'm at mentally. Like, I think now I'm in a place where I'm like, yeah, I'm open to it. Let's get real. Like, you know, mm. I'm nearly in the grave. Like, if I want to <laughs> if I want to find love soon, then yeah. you've got to really, like, be do the right thing and be open to it. So I am trying to put myself out there a little bit more. I found this lockdown, I think I said this in one of the other eps, like, I found this lockdown just being a little bit more receptive to chatting with people like online and stuff yeah which usually i'm just like fuck off everyone everyone's really annoying but it's so your mentality right like if you're keen and open to striking up a conversation totally it will go it will happen it's quite stressful because you know you hear all these stories about people from you know our parents generation Mm. who met at some blue light disco or Mm. you know down at the milk bar yeah (laughs) supermarket catching matching horses to school or whatever they did um and they just found the love of their life yeah and we are just not really turned on looking for that at all times Mm. or even that receptive to it a lot of the time Mm. 
Um, that and is that's probably to our detriment. Mm, I would say it's, and it is a little bit harder for queers, I think. Totally. Like we fall into a different category of um, challenges, I think, when it comes to meeting people. And I think that's why we do obviously take to the digital realm because it's just a nice streamlined service mm. rather than like <laughs> it's an end-to-end consumer experience yeah rather than like just flying blind yeah and hoping that we land on one of our kind really yeah well mm. just doing laps of the avocado stand at woolies just waiting for the right hand to touch <laughs> yeah just full face of makeup in a wig someone else putting on their lippy <laughs> uh, from the flip though mm. here we are putting ourselves out there yep I'd like to talk about the R word. Oh, the natural <laughs> risk of rejection. Yeah. The opposite to putting yourself out there. With it, Well, it is putting yourself out there and crashing and burning. Sorry, yeah. Putting yourself out there and not being successful. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any stories that you oh, can tell me? fuck me, girl. I've got stories up the wazoo, yeah. honestly. Yep. There's been... You'd be surprised looking at us, but not every... <laughs> Every gentleman we've ever come across has fallen over themselves. Fine. Strangely enough. Yes. But anyway. Stranger things. I feel like, you know, in the next breath, as we say, like, put yourself out there. Like, when you get these rejections, mm. they hurt a little bit. For sure. They can hurt a little bit, depending yep. on how it goes down. And it definitely does potentially, you know, hurt your confidence and you might not really want to put yourself out there again. Mm. So, again, the cycles of that process. But yeah. So, for, spill. For me, I guess... There was probably like two kind of things that stand out. One was a guy that I went to uni with. Oh, yep. And it was kind of in that phase where like I wasn't really out yet, but like I would be out enough for like you to know. And like if we were to hit it off, like I wouldn't hide it from you. Like if you were also gay, I'd be comfy, but like it's not. So not like full glam, but you had like a day look on. Yeah. Just like a bit of, you know, eyeliner. Bit of shimmer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And... I've just always thought he was stunning. I had a bit of a crush on him from the day, first day I met him. And we, he used to go outside and have like a, have a dart every now and then. Right. Mm. And I used to smoke like socially on the weekend, but mate, when I was at uni, I was a full blown smoker. Really? Just the idea. Well, just because I wanted to go outside. Oh, okay. Cause that was how I would just strike like little convos. With this guy. Right. Whatnot. So he's ruined your lungs. Yeah. And yeah. your heart. Oh, do you have a light? I've got like six in my bag. But, <laughs> what yeah. color? Yeah. Anyone take them all Yeah lighter matches Yeah I'll light it for you Bit of flint What do you need (laughs) Just take mine (laughs) Shaking hand Yeah literally So there's a bit of that Mm. And I guess over the years Of like three years of being there Whatever like We were friendly enough And fine But then post that We followed each other On Instagram And then I He actually ended up Moving to Spain (laughs) And so I was like Well perfect The one person I've ever Truly loved (laughs) Has moved to Spain Long distance Yeah and he ended up coming back to, I think when, before he left for Spain, we, we would talk every now and then, but like me talking to him would just be like too scared to actually say anything. Mm-hmm. By the time he'd gone to Spain and come back, I'd obviously found some confidence and some self-love. Yep. And was in the, in the put myself out there cycle. Yeah, good for you. And I, he had come back and he was only here for a period of time. So I messaged him and was like, hey, um... I know you're here for a bit, like, blah, blah, blah. And even stupidly knowing that he was going back to Spain, don't know why I wanted to, but I still wanted this date. When it's there, yeah, it's there. Was it like, was unfinished business. Yeah, exactly. Exactly how it felt. So I messaged him being like, you know, no, you might not have a lot of time here, but if you do, I'd love to get a drink while you're back, blah, yeah. blah, blah. He just simply replied, hey, yeah, I'm not going to have any time, unfortunately, but <laughs> thanks so much for asking. Hope you're well. 
Just a straight up no. There was no fucking around, which I respect. Yeah. But that hurt. That would hurt. That hurt because I was like, this yeah. is me putting myself out there. This is final chance. He's back in yeah. Melbourne. And he's just said, if you're ever in Spain, don't hit me up. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty cool. much. And like basically all of those other times where like we had opportunities that it could have been something when he was here, there's a reason why that didn't happen. So take a hint, cunt, basically. Yeah. Okay. Is the chart translated Fuck. to me. Okay. Cool. So that was that. But you obviously recovered. I've recovered and Back I've, you know, the since then, I think a more recent one was just yeah, like, here we go. A guy who was, I'll use the word straight in commas. Inverted quotes. Yeah. Inverted commas. Yeah. That's, <laughs> he straight acting and he, we were talking for a little bit. He followed me on Instagram and like hit me up. He was like really hot, like really big muscly boy. Oh, yeah. Was he? Yeah. yeah. We love that. Stop juggling balls. And came up the podcast came up somehow mm-hmm. and he was like oh i'll have to listen <laughs> and i was like lol if you know, i never hear from you again after that then i know why like haha like as in you know take the piss out of myself yeah and then he never did never did <laughs> yeah. yep never did he I said i'll listen well. he said well i'll have a listen in the morning on my walk never heard from him again fuck I didn't message this. I didn't do a double message though because I'm better than that. Yeah. And that was that. I wonder what episode he listened to. Same. Oh, God. Same. Do you think overall that this podcast is helping or hindering <laughs> us? I was to ask you that. In the love department. Well, I think it's really weeding out the shit. Yeah. Either you love me for me. Yeah. Warts and all. I kind of like, I always Explosive say Explosive diarrhea and all. I've got a bit of a signature line I've noticed and whenever I have started talking to a boy recently since the show, which is... Oh, it's definitely one way to get to know me. Ha ha. <laughs> it's a bit frightening how much someone could know going into a first date about us. Fucking oath. Everything. <laughs> oh. Every card is unfortunately on the table. <laughs> Maybe we need to change our um, outlook. Yeah, change the policy <laughs> of the records. All right. Well, what about you? Surely you've had your rejection. Oh, you know share. I have. I do know. There was one week in particular, which I know you're very across. Oh, yeah. Horror week. <laughs> we call yep. it. Hazing week. <laughs> um, it was three brutal rejections in one weekend. Which is a lot of pain. It's a short, lot of pain. And short I, amount it, of time. It, I mean, it was one proper one at the start, which sort of set my mood for the weekend. Yeah. Basically, someone I was really into, um, I thought it might be going somewhere... Kind of was like any day now. This could be, this could be it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, no, making no moves of my own. <laughs> yep. Just waiting for the dust to settle. Um, and then said man showed up at uh, the club we were at uh, with another person who he was calling his boyfriend. Cute. Yeah. So me spiral. Yeah. <laughs> Next night, back out again. Four vodka Red Bulls, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm going all the way. Yeah. So that was Thursday night. Friday night, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try my luck with something else. I need to get over this. Best way over. Obviously, under someone else. Yep. I shot my shot. Yep. Love that for you. Um, And was brutally told no. Good. Again. <laughs> um, so that was good, but it was kind of like, you know, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Only um, one Horcrux left. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Going in for the final final of the trio. Um, and then the third, the third crack was actually you. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> so, so we've alluded to this story a few times on the show. Have yeah. we actually told it properly? Um, I don't think so. Mm. I'm blushing. Oh, <laughs> so is my ear. 
Yeah, well, here we go. <laughs> Another throwback. <laughs> so basically me just... And I'm not going to, you know, take away anything from you by saying that the only reason I did was because I was an emotional wreck. But I think it did play a role. Yeah, that's okay. And I was out on Saturday night and we were like newly kind of friends, but texting a lot. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and you texted something about how we were like obsessed with each other. Yes. And I was like, oh, great. I will say I was also drunk as well. It was yeah. like, well, it was like... Th- Two in the morning or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. We're both blind. Blind. Different places. Yeah. <laughs> Just communicating over text from the dance floors. Yeah. Um, and you were like, yeah, we're obsessed with each other, blah, blah, blah. And I think I just said, I think we should date. Yeah. It was basically <laughs> <Or> something <laughs> along those lines. I think it was like along the lines of like, I just, I, I said, yeah, of course. I love you. I think you're great or something. And then your response was like, yeah. I love that. So good to hear. I think you're great too. I would love to see where this would go or something. Oh God. <laughs> and I remember reading it just being like, huh? I was probably crying when I was <laughs> writing these messages being like, this is my last chance. Shooting my last shot. <laughs> yeah. I've got one more bullet in the pistol. It's either for me or for him. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and so, yeah. And then didn't hear from you. Was yeah. just... Then spinning out even more. That's right. Because I was like, I don't know how to respond to this. Because I was like, am I? Because I was also drunk. So I was like, am I reading it wrong? Mm. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. And then I had to work the next day. Did I not reply to you at all that night? Nah. Fuck, what a cunt. Yeah, correct. Aggressively hungover. And was at work being like, oh my God, I've told like my new (laughs) friends that that we should date. (laughs) And he hasn't responded. And then you texted me at probably 3pm the next day, which again, cunty. Yeah, a bit long. Yeah. I was obviously just gathering my thoughts. I remember exactly what you said. (laughs) You know, as my mum says, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We're good friends and I think you should stay that way. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I think that's a great response. Yeah, well, you know, here we are. No damage done. Look what it did. So yeah, short short answer. That's There's okay. been some rejection in my past. Yeah, great. Sometimes really compounds. <laughs> sorry, to, sorry to contribute to the pile. <laughs> <It's> all right. <laughs> done. Oh. So when I was thinking about this episode, I was thinking a lot about straight people up on their high horse, telling us how we should be single. <laughs> yes, it's very like. Shit that white people say. Ah, oh, very that. It's a lot of opinions from people who are not in the trenches yeah. with us, people. knowing how it's done. Who don't ride the saddle yeah. like we do. Or who have been riding the same saddle <laughs> for many years. I've worn it fucking in. <laughs> you, you've worn through to bareback at this point. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally get what you mean. There's definitely a bit of a, like, look. Again, it might be those situations where they, they just don't know and they just mean well, oh, but it's always. fucking annoying sometimes. So annoying. And it's funny you say you don't know because so much of it is the curiosity around the apps. Oh, every time. Oh, you, are you on the apps? Oh, that's okay that he did that. Don't worry. We'll just get back out there on the apps. Yeah. Now, how do they work exactly? So do you just match with everyone and then what? Do you message them? Yeah. So grinder. Just measures people by distance. Is that just for sex, that one? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, it is, Karen. <laughs> fucking, where's my meatloaf? <laughs> oh, get it off the windowsill. That's it. And your happy 
happy house and your happy relationship. Go bake a pie, you wanker. <laughs> no, they do. There's very like it's curiosity around that, and there's like, you know. But it's also a bit judgy, like, oh, I could never use the abs. Oh, I don't know how you do that. It's like, well, I have to. Well, this is the situation I'm fucking in, bitch. <laughs> like, it's what, adapt or die. Adapt or die. It's a great saying that I've come up with recently and I fucking love it. I'm just gonna, I'm glad that we've just, I've just released that to the listeners. <laughs> adapt or fucking die, Karen. Get on the apps. <laughs> Something about <laughs> this, is a, this is a situation I'm fucking in, bitch. <laughs> All this self-love talk, but I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> so then, obviously, the next thing that comes is a lot of, um, I guess, critique on my behaviour as a single person. Oh, to the vein of, well, you're just too picky. You're not doing enough. Yeah. Yeah. You should be trying harder. Sorry. Is not being on every single dating app that could possibly ever <laughs> Literally. exist. Literally. Not enough. And it's very easy to pass judgment when you don't have to do anything except sit on the couch with your fiance and get fat. Yeah, like you met in high school, he was basically served to you on a platter. Literally. You didn't even have to go outside of your usual means. Exactly right. What if I, like, you've never even gone to a club and tried to solicited someone else. Right, you Do you know, know what that's like, Karen? I was just about to say, Karen. <laughs> Poor Karen's getting a flogging she today. fucking roasting. Yeah, but no, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. To your point. And it's tough out there. It is so tough out there. And I think that's one thing I do just want to like side note to all the single gals out there that are doing it tough. Yeah. Who know exactly what we're talking about. We're bowing down to you. Even if you are now in a relationship, but you did do your time as a single mm. and you get it, ticks for you. Good for you. Yeah, we're in your corner. And if you haven't, then I hope you really learned something this episode. <laughs> Be careful what you say because it's not as helpful as you think. No, totally, totally. And I think, yeah, you're right. Like the too picky one I get a bit. Mm. It's like, well, sorry for having a nice standard of someone I want to keep. Like, yeah. oh, I'm not just going to pick up the latest man under the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a prize. Literally. I keep saying it until someone believes it. No one can afford to pay for, pay for the ride <laughs> to win you, though. No one's tall enough to ride. <laughs> I guess from that, too, there's so much. Like, I get, I get a lot of, like, oh, my God, did you say that? In terms of, I'm assuming, like, I messaged someone after a date and said, yeah, I'm not interested, sorry. Yeah, like, hey, that was really nice, but I'm just not in feeling it or not in the right headspace to date. Or, like, you know, or I have been on dates before and I'll say things to guys, like, you know, I'll use, like, my little carny friend as an example. Mm. Like we got on quite well. And like, there were moments where I would say, just like felt comfortable enough to just be like, you know, tell him how it is or like, don't do that. Or like, I'll Mm. be like, Oh no, won't be like, I, and you know, I was telling a story to my friend and she was like, Oh my God, did you actually say that to him? Like, Oh, the amount of times I can't I communicate. Yeah. The amount of times I have, gone on a date with someone and been like oh you know i'm just not really feeling it and people are like oh we'll just you know don't don't respond to his message I'm like i don't have that option karen mm. because i'm going to run into him next saturday night or they're like oh but he's nice oh. are you sure go back oh, you're so picky <laughs> we're there again <laughs> yeah. like i'm not picky karen i just actually don't like this person i don't have a relate connection with this person so no and i'm not, not gonna I'm, settle not a piece of meat to be flung at every Weber that opens up his tray. 
And then the following one is, all right, fine. Well, you back. We're back at. We just got to get out there. Yeah. Fuck. Fucking. Cunt, I'm riding this horse. I'm in this saddle. Like, when they say, like, oh, you just got to get back on the saddle, you know, get out there. I'm like, I'm on it. I've been riding it for years. In fact, I've got the blindfold on. I've done the reverse cowgirl. I'm like, the sat- I've thrown the saddle off the horse. Like, yeah, bought a new saddle. I'm that weird person who does tricks on horses and spins around <laughs> yeah. like I'm riding it. A barrel racer. Yes. <laughs> and, yeah, it is just all, like, basically... Just general advice, unsolicited, from people who aren't doing it. Yeah. Like, if Year 10 Home Ec is the only cooking you've ever done, yep. don't come and tell me how to make a cake. Because the rules have changed. Absolutely. And I'm fucking... And you're out of practice. I'm Adriano Zumbo and I've got my whole fucking bakery <laughs> at this point. Like, I'm, I'm elevated past cakes. Yeah. Yeah. Just need someone to take a bite. Yeah. <laughs> Store is open. Yeah. Yeah. So, before we wrap, yes. just want to ask you a quick one. Sure. Um, obviously, we're single. Yep. We've covered that at length. Yep. Ad nauseum. Yep. <laughs> Anyone on the horizon for you? Or Oh, look. We made fun of the Carney at the start of the app, but, you know, we'll call him, what can we call him? Carney, Carney Christian, maybe. Yeah. Greatest showman. Yeah. Carney Christian, uh, it's not his name, by the way, <laughs> um, is actually still on the scene and oh. I'm actually quite enjoying his company at the moment. So watch this space. Oh, that's nice. I don't know what will come of that. Maybe it's just a lot of free show bags. I was going to say. <laughs> Some free birdie beetles. Yeah, yum. In a little plastic bag. On the Ferris wheel <laughs> together. Anyway, speaking of updates then. Mm. You did message me during the week. Another example of us communicating on air only. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> and you told me that you had had a great week in the love life department. Yeah. Quite a successful haul. Yeah. Can you please update <laughs> yeah. me and the listeners? Well, I was in a really surprising situation on, I think it was like a Wednesday or Thursday morning. Yeah. Where it was about 10.30 a.m. And I'd been asked on three dates since I woke up. God, the new 7pm. It's nice to be me. Prime time. I was like, this hasn't... I haven't been asked on one in six months. <laughs> when it fucking rains, it pours. And suddenly I'm like getting out my eye cal trying to squeeze everyone in. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's okay. kind of that. Cute. I Two from Tinder. Mm-hmm. Um, and one that I met through my course. Oh, so good you're on the app style. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, you know, you've got to try your luck. You've got to get get myself out there. Get out there. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's weird, though. One of the boys who I was messaging on Tinder, mm. we actually used to speak when I was like 19. Cute. And had a little bit of a crush on him. And then we kind of drifted because he lived like a couple of hours away. Mm-hmm. don't know how we got in contact, actually, thinking back. Okay. Maybe I was visiting my nan or something. <laughs> Just popped on Tinder for a few minutes. Open grinder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, grandma. Busy. Um, <laughs> and then I was thinking about him like two weeks ago, again, manifesting. And yep. then he just popped up on my Tinder. Weird. And I just messaged him, here we are again. And he said, haha, yeah, Groundhog Day. Not mad about it. We love that. Yeah, so... My, my next question is, I'm gonna, I wanted to know maybe like, you know, which one are we vibing more, but I might save that for off air. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly don't think it's fair to anyone 
who might be listening, who might be going on a date with me soon. <laughs> yeah, well, they've just found out that they're all in competition with each other. Yeah, so. well, may the best man wins Hunger Games out here, and I'm Katniss. This is another example of why the podcast is hurting our love life. Exactly right. Hopefully <laughs> none of them listen. Well, on that note, guys, that is all we've got time for this week. But if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and a rating and follow and subscribe whatever you are listening on currently because we would love to be first in your ears next week absolutely right and then obviously head to instagram which is at message on the machine for us we post heaps of great stuff during the week in between our episodes so that you can keep up with what we're doing such as our love life yeah <laughs> lack thereof lack thereof <laughs> then well, also guys make sure that you tell all your friends about us tell your mum, tell your grandma as adrian likes to say proper screenshot of us on your stories you could just put some flyers up at your local cafe or something. I had a great idea. Flyers in Ubers. I just think that's vandalism. Yeah. We'll talk off air about that. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, guys, good luck out there. Yeah, we'll see you at the next one. Bye.